Bleacher Creatures podcast. Bleacher Creature. 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 Bleacher Creature himself. What's going on, everyone? It's uh, Luke and John here for a brand new installment of the Bleacher Creatures podcast brought to you by Jones and for Sports. And this week's a little bit different. It's uh, the first time we've brought a guest on the show. And this show, just so you guys are aware, is our official NFL draft uh, projection show, mainly focused on the first round. But Let's be real. Who's who's really watching after the first round these days? Only the real, real, real fans. Um, now, with us today is a buddy of John's who, due to certain restrictions, we can't reveal his name or affiliation, but he is a legitimate professional scout for one of the 32 teams in the league. Um, so we figured we'd bring him in, ask him a couple questions, not only about you know some sleepers, some first round busts, but just general the vibe that he's getting and the reports he's you know in the know of on some of the players that you know some of the NFL Network guys might be you know catching hard ons for. Right. Yeah. So I know. Can be good. Can be good. Yeah. No. How could this not be good? We have a legitimate scout on. This is why we do podcasting, people. Um, so John, I know you had a couple questions for your buddy. So when you're ready, fire away. First of all, how we doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. Just, right. uh, you know. All right. So the first thing that I want to know as a Jeff fan is where are we going at three? Uh, legitimately, I think the Jets will be going edge rusher. Um, Quinn Williams is also a top option in there. Uh, however, I think Josh Allen is the pick for them. I agree. Uh, I think that's pretty much solidified at this point. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, he's just got all the intangibles. Uh, New Jersey guy. Um, you know, 17 sacks this past college season. He. Uh, you know, he's really he shined a bright light on I think a lot of NFL teams, and I think the Jets are going to hit a gem at three. You think he's got more polish as a as an SEC specifically Kentucky edge rusher? that Bud Dupree had a couple years ago when Pittsburgh took him? Because the, the knock on Dupree back then was that Bud Dupree was raw but had the, the skill set. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Allen looks way more pro-ready. Yeah, he, he definitely is. Um, I think he's playing against – he well, where he played against this season like four of the top seven offensive tackles that are actually coming out of this draft. Yeah, that helps. Uh, so, I mean, he – you know, clearly he's got the pedigree – um, super talented, very athletic. Not to mention, he also has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, they started cutting all of the stories on him where his first ever day of football practice in middle school, he got body slammed and quit. <laughs> he also was not highly looked upon in high school. And he really, in freshman year in college, didn't do anything. Kentucky was the only thing team to offer him any scholarships. So he doesn't, I don't think he realizes how good he is yet. Do you know what I mean by that? That's possible. I mean, well, think about it, dude. The people that go to Alabama or LSU, you know, they're basically getting hand jobs by recruiters and boosters up until they sign their letter of intent. If you go to Kentucky, Kentucky will do that for basketball, but they don't. They're not the kind of SEC school that's going to do that for football. Right. So the Jets are going Allen at three. I completely agree with that. And John, I you can't be mad at that. No, if they get Allen at three, I mean, I'd take it. I, it just the thing that bothers me is we don't have a second round pick. 
Yeah, well, um, that's your own. That's your GM's fault. Well, no, we had to give it up for Darnold. I'm not pissed. Yeah, no, I'll I, say this. There's there's high rumors out there. They're looking to package Darren Lee in a third for a mid to early second. I think that's very doable, very reasonable, very fair. Yeah, I could see that. So since and I think that that would help. That would, in my opinion, bring if the Jets hit on that second round pick, even if just a starter type, not like Pro Bowl All Pro, just a general starter. Yeah, that could if they get Josh Allen. And if they make this trade in the second round, they get a starting offensive lineman in the second and a starting offensive lineman in the third or even a starting cornerback in the second and offensive lineman in the third, they won this offseason, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. So since we're going team-specific, specifically the teams near and dear to our hearts, um, my boys are picking at 20, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we seem to always be in the position where Tennessee picks the guy that we're supposed to be getting one or two picks before us, and it plays out again that exact way this year. Who do you think falls to Pittsburgh at 20? I really think that uh, A.J. Brown falls. I think actually the Titans are going to take D.K. Metcalf, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, Um, I've seen that. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, A.J. Brown, I mean, you know, and no, you know, uh, no offense to the Steelers. They're going to go from one AB to another AB. Uh, however, AJ Brown's game is very similar to Juju's. Yeah, which is probably a good thing, uh, especially for this point in Ben Roethlisberger's career. I'll tell you what, Luke, you guys get AJ Brown. I'd say that you guys could make the playoffs in nine and seven. I'm gonna tell you why I have a serious problem with that. Twice a year, we have to pretend that we can cover Beckham, Landry, and Joku plus Duke Johnson in a flat. Um, and Antonio Callaway. Possibly, possibly Kareem Hunt now as well. That's also true. Joe Hayden can't do it all himself. We're terrible at safety, even with Mark Barron, because I profile him more as a linebacker or like that kind of Dale Buchanan hybrid linebacker. Um, if Greedy Williams falls to me at 20, I would, I'd have to think it's hard to pass up. I like Greedy Williams a lot. Um, I think he's going to be going probably top 12. Really? Yeah. So then the only other prospect that would fit our system, in my opinion, would be Devin Bush. Devin Bush will be there at 20, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think think he'll be there at 20. I think that there's also value in the second round as well. Um, I mean, the Steelers' second pick would be 52. Correct. Um, and they can get like Jawan Williams from Vanderbilt, who's a long physical corner. Yeah. Um, he would match up really great against NFL wide receivers. Um, so I think that there are, especially in this draft and for the last few drafts, it's been like this where it's very defense heavy. Um, I think that there's a lot of value in defense in the second and third round. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do like that the Steelers need secondary. Um, what you're saying that you know they should go Greedy Williams or. Or Devin Bush. Um, well, I, I would, I would even, I would even take, on. I would even take Baker from Georgia or Byron Murphy yeah. if I can get him. Yeah, um, you can't ignore the glaring hole. Yeah, I, I just think it's hard to pass up on a talent like AJ Brown, where he's going to come in and be an immediate starter and be yeah. a very talented wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be when mad you can if get a guy him. in the second round to be a starter. Yeah. That's true. I, I mean, if, if we go receiver, just because all the, the, the main defenders that could be immediate impact for us are gone, I'm not opposed to going wide out, especially if it's basically Juju's clone. But, you know, we, we I hate picking in the middle of the first round every fucking year. It's, it's infuriating. 
because you never yeah. know. And then we end up taking Terrell Edmonds in the fucking first round. Listen, it's better than picking in the top five every every year because it sucks. So. Well, yeah, that's but that's that's your that's fucking problem, bud. Yeah. So in terms of the the sleepers or the busts, um, who do you got on the sleeper side of things? Um. So on the sleeper side, I think a guy like Mark Fields is a cornerback from Clemson. Um, you know, his, he's not flashy in the game film. Um, and, you know, his name doesn't get called super often. But yeah. we had a fantastic second half against Alabama in, uh, in the championship game. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, a guy like that who can step up in big spots, he's going to be able to come through and, and definitely make plays at the NFL level. Um, I think somebody, you know, he's he's very athletic, natural man cover guy. Um, you know, he's not he's not the fastest guy, but he's explosive and he's you know he'll make the plays when you need him to. Okay. Um, so that that's one. Um, I like Jalen Hurd from Baylor. Yep. Uh, he's a big slot guy. The first I, time he told me this, I thought I said Jalen Hurd. So what the hell are you talking about, Jalen Hurd? <laughs> Yeah, or or Jalen Hurts, the Oklahoma quarterback. That's yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, his NFL comparison would be Terrell Pryor. Um, if you watch any game film on him, you can see it right away. He he's tall and he's lanky, and but he makes every catch. His route running skills are are above average. Um, you know, he's a good. He's going to be a good short yardage guy, and definitely get you some run after the catch. Um, just because he'll be able to get separation against those corners. Yeah. Um, and now, I mean, there's been more reports of him as my final uh, uh, draft gem. But Lonnie Johnson, the cornerback from Kentucky. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> um, you mentioned Lonnie Johnson to me about three, four weeks ago. Didn't hear a thing about him. Now he's in every article I read. Um, he's got all the physical tools. He's big. Um if, if you ask me, he needs to be a little bit more physical with the wide receivers. Um, but I relate him to Antonio Cromartie. He's fast. Um, Antonio Cromartie, in his prime, was able to catch up to every wide receiver. I mean, they would beat him, and he would catch up with his I speed. I think he would do it on purpose. Um, yeah, definitely. He, he definitely wanted wide receivers to think that, you know, they had him beat, and they were going to make an easy play. And He's going to make it up with the pick. Especially yeah. in that 10 pick, inter- uh, the 10 interception season. He... Uh, you know he did really well with that. Um, what was what was Johnson's that. forty time? Because I I don't recall seeing him run at the combine. I'm sure he ran at Kentucky's pro day. I think it was a I think it was like a four three four. Well, let's look that up right now. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> if it's sub four four, then yeah, the Cromartie comparison absolutely makes sense. Um, Hold on a second. And well, while John's looking that up, his physical stature, what is he, about 6'1", 6'2"? Yeah, 6'2", 6'2", 213. Ooh. He, he's got uh, room to add about 10, 15 pounds of muscle. 40 yards, 4'5". Four, 4'5". Five. Four, five. I'll still take that out of a corner, though. He, um, I, I mean, if you, if you watch him on game film, he plays a lot faster. Um... You know, he's you got to remember too, he could, being that big, you're not going to put him on your uh, Julian Edelman's. And we're talking about a late round pick here that's going to be a starter potentially. So you're not going to put him, he's not going to be your all pro corner, but you put him on bigger receivers. Maybe you put him on a, uh, 
your Steelers, you, you put a guy like that on if you're playing the Browns a Jarvis Landry. Yeah, it seems like can't keep up with Odell. It seems like he kind of almost profiles physically like Rasul Douglas, uh, the Philly corner. Yeah, you know, yeah, a guy you can match up with the with the with the the bigger guys or you know your slightly more athletic tight ends. You know, depending on package. Because I know with us, Mike Hilton's not going to be faring too well against David Njoku anytime soon. But well, listen, you get a guy like that in the third or fourth round that could come in and start right away, it's a win, right? Of course. Pittsburgh's been able to be good for so long because of our late round success. We, we fuck up more in the first round than we do through two through four. Let's go. Let's go to draft bus. Yeah. You got to take a look um, at his list here. Number one, I'll let him take it away from here. Number one, go ahead. Um, Kyler Murray. Oh, I, I couldn't just, agree more. I just see RG three all over again. Um, I don't even see like the mental capacity that RG three had. Um, I just i I don't like him. I see and Johnny Manziel. Mistake to take number one. I look at Kyler Murray and I think different school, but Johnny Manziel. Yep. It's the same style of play. It's the same, I think, identical size. And it, coming from a similar system where it's a lot of running gun, scramble out of the pocket. Murray's a lot faster than Manziel. Yes, but I'm saying stylistically. Murray was a guy, Murray is a goddamn outfielder, a first-round outfielder. Clearly, he's got speed. You know, it, he's got plenty of nationally televised proof you know, to, to back that up. I just I couldn't agree more. I think the Cardinals would be doing themselves a massive disservice going 0 for two on two consecutive first round quarterbacks. Well, that does that surprise you that franchise? No, but let's be real. They don't really have shit right now. Um, so Kyler Murray's one. Who else you got on your uh, bus list? Oh, I can't wait for this one. <laughs> uh, Nick Bosa. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't expect to hear that one. What's the knock on Bosa? I mean, to me, uh, Nick Bosa, I know he was coming back from the injury, um, but he took he took the rest of his college year off in order to train and prepare for the NFL Combine and the NFL. Um, And to me, he wasn't a top performer in the NFL Combine. I think that he just didn't show me that he had the determination that he had to drive to be the best athlete he could be and the best football player he could be at the combine. And, um, I mean, I understand that, you know, he's got a good lineage. Um, he's definitely, definitely well muscled. I mean, if you look at those thighs while he was running that 40, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but to me, I mean, he just, he all signs point to a bust for me. Um, I, you know, you can't deny his talent. His game film is, is, uh, is there. Um, but he just lacks the explosiveness and what it feels like getting, getting to the quarterback to me, I don't think is going to be his strong suit at the NFL level. I think he's going to be an edge setter and I think he's going to be able to stop the Leonard Williams type. I think, well, no, there are different players coming out. Um, a lot of people compare him to Michael Bennett. Uh, who, had, who, like had a, who had a serviceable career, just like Leonard Williams, um, and a very good career. Like but he's not he's not an elite edge rusher as what everybody so thinks. You don't he, think, in my opinion, you don't think it's going to be a guaranteed double digit sacks every year? No. So you're saying Leonard Williams, Sean Ellis, Richard Seymour, Michael Bennett, a solid year in year out player. 
who will occasionally get double-digit sacks, but don't be surprised to see him in the 7-8 range. Yeah, I, I can also see him disappearing in games as well. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's um, odd because all you run hear... away from him, then he's not going to be involved in the play, and you're pretty much taking if – you're, if you're considering him a top defensive talent, um, he's getting taken away from, from the play because teams are just going to run away from him. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Uh, who else you got on this list? So far, I'm loving this. Um, and Josh Jacobs, the running back from Alabama. I couldn't agree more. Oh, my I God. Would, I, I yes. don't know how this guy's a first-round pick right now. I would take Luke, honestly, before, before uh, he goes over here, uh, I, w- I wouldn't take this guy in the third round. Well, That's what I'm at. All, all I'll say is that Mike Tomlin loves him, which means don't you dare touch him. um i mean to be honest he's he's a versatile running back um in my opinion he's not an every down back in 2019 only like you really have like five five i mean how many backs are every down backs you can't even conclude alvin Kamara in there so you have to say who's your every down backs no longer kareem hunt so what are we down to we're down to barkley on the giants elliott on the cowboys Gurley. If healthy, which is a question mark on the Rams, Le'Veon Bell. They said they're going to decrease his workload, so that might yeah, be yeah. That's a, a crock of shit. Wait till he starts bitching. Uh, I they he signed with the intentions to de- decrease his workload. I okay. am not going to stay. He's so I am going to roll with. He is going to be like a ninety percent of the touches, but it's not going to be all Le'Veon. Uh, what other backs are just what other backs are just three down backs right now? David Johnson. David Johnson. Can you even include him? I mean, Jesus. When he's healthy. When he's healthy, I, I guess. I mean, right now, would you really take Josh James with a first-round pick? A first-round pick, a guy that <clears throat> is not going to take over a game for you. You know what his ceiling is. In today's NFL, you can get a running back in the fifth round that might provide the same service as Jacobs in the first. I, whoever takes him in the first three rounds is an idiot. Yeah, sorry, I, I I can't I can't I can't I can't fathom taking Josh Jacobs when I could get let's say Montgomery from Iowa State, who is profiles to me as a way better pro running back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who'd you say, Luke? I sneezed while you were talking. Yeah, my uh, the kid David Montgomery from Iowa State. That running <laughs> that the running back. That kid's a beast. Don't know why he's not getting talked about, but. I, John you know, Jacobs is getting talked about this much because he plays for Alabama. I mean, that's yeah, it's it's there, it's there, it's Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram syndrome, or fucking listen, Trent Richardson. I think Derek, listen, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna put it out. I think Derrick Henry should could be a stud. No, I don't think he's gonna. No, but I'm saying in terms of the Alabama running backs, of course, because you played at fucking Alabama, that all of a sudden means you're a first round talent, which is not at all the case. And he he wasn't even their number one back. Um, this year, you know, he was their secondary back. He was their change of pace back. Um, that's why he didn't have those outlandish stats. However, everybody's looking at his game film and thinking that, you know, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> however, you know, to me, I don't think he can maintain the production. I mean, I know he had 10 yards of carry, um, but I don't think you got to remember when Tua as his quarterback, too, wasn't your typical Alabama offense. So he had a lot more. A lot of teams were keying on Tua versus the Alabama run game, which allowed Alabama's run game, in my opinion, to be 
a little better than it should have been. Obviously, they're a good running team regardless. They're a great team, but a little better. So his stats are a little inflated in my opinion. But the way the NFL is today, the way that good offenses are, you don't need a three-down running back. Unless this guy is going to be Barkley or Elliott, which, yeah, I guess he could be. But unless it's like a lock in my opinion, which obviously it isn't, why are you taking a running back in the first round? Who's going to take a running back in the first round? I mean, it worked out well for the Patriots. Yeah, but they already had Tom Brady. Yeah, but you yeah. have we're talking. So unless you're, ta- I don't want to hear about what the Patriots do on draft day because you have two center pieces that know their team. Yeah, has. but but I'm I'm saying it's it's always going to be a team in the back third of the picks where they're one or two pieces away. That oh, by the way, Melvin Gordon's another three down back usually. That's true, but Austin Eckler's fantasy value says otherwise. Right, but he is a three down. He can play all three down. Of course, but he will never stay healthy. He can do that. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's never going to stay healthy. That's why Austin Eckler is immensely valuable to that team. Right. Anything else for our uh, our guest? Uh, let's. I think he wanted to go over late round guys with potential. Sure. Guys from the fifth and seventh rounds that uh, no one has ever heard of, but uh, they will apparently. Total. Actually, I got one question for you before you jump into that. Because a player that I think is flying under the radar is David Long, the middle linebacker from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Where do you see him going? I have him going late second, early third. Um, what's your take on him? So, David Long, to me, um, I mean, he had put up a great 40 time. Um, super talented. Yeah, you could you could argue he's a poor man's Devin White. <laughs> you could. Um, I think that you know. I think that uh, you know because he's so physical and compact, and he can cover. Um, you know, he. I think he'll probably go in the third round. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of other big name guys uh, that are going to go a little bit before him just because, you know, people really haven't. Uh, yeah. They've heard of him, but he's not really high on a lot of people's boards. Right. Um, um, although he had he had a good combine. I wish his bench press, uh, if he got his reps up a little bit more, that would have been great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's consistent cover and he's he's definitely a solid football player. Yeah, um, which a lot of people don't like. So I can see him going, you know, late third or early fourth. Probably. I, yeah, because I could see I could see a, a guy like him if if Bush and White, the big you know linebackers, are off the board. I could see mm-hmm. a team like Pittsburgh going for him in the late you know that late third on a mm-hmm. value guy because he's going to profile similar to Shazier. Yeah, I also like um, Blake Cashman a lot as well. Who? Blake Cashman. Wow, their name's not ringing a bell. So Blake Cashman, um, he is from Minnesota, went to Minnesota. Uh-huh. Um, he's probably not going to be a starter right away. Okay. Um, he had a four five forty. What do you like about him? <sighs> to me, I mean, he's just a solid football player. Well, he, um, yeah. Minnesota would tell you right away, gritty Big Ten lunch pail linebacker. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he's hell, <laughs> Well, let's be real. That's all the guys from the Big Ten. That's that's usually like the thing. Just like how every Latin baseball player is a spark plug. It's the same kind of same kind of profiling. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he's gritty. He plays with determination. Um, I just like his style of play, and I think that he would fit in perfectly with that team. Who does he? Um, he's a former walk-on, and, and now he's a team captain. Um, That's huge. You know, he, he had 62 tackles this season with 15 tackles for a loss. So he could start out as a special teamer and work his way into certain uh, schemes and then become a starter later in his career. Yeah, and, and he's fast enough to line up with the tight ends um, in the, and in the slot. Who does he um, profile he to you like a, like a like a current pro comp? He's kind of like um, oh gosh, to me, he's actually he's actually kind of like Darren Lee. Um, oh, okay. However, some guy that you can get in the fifth or sixth round, and I mean, oh, Darren, well, let's just that's where Darren Lee should have went. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. You know, not take him not take him at twenty overall. But I think that he's somebody that'll fit into the Steelers' defense and be able to, because that's where actually I had him going in in my mock. Oh, really? Um, yeah, hit him in you know in the fourth round or with their fourth pick, which was what eighty three. Um, him or Amani Hooker. Amani um, the Hooker, there's the your safety you're looking for, Luke. Yeah, um, Lord knows we need all the help we can get on fucking defense. <laughs> with the offenses you will be facing this year, yes. Well, um, you bring high football IQ. Um, he's, he'd probably be the smartest guy on the field right away. I mean, he, he's very talented. That yeah, the, yeah, all that yeah. See, those intangibles scream Steeler. Like the smart I, late no, round guy. I completely agree. Um, the biggest thing I wanted to ask you was: Is there any chance the Cardinals take Nick Bosa first? <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to ask that. To be honest, I think there's probably. A better chance than a lot of people think. I agree. That's why I'm asking. I really think that they're like flipping coins in that room right now they're, to to decide. Um, hey, let me ask you this now: if Bosa does go first. Where does that Where does that leave the Jets? If Bosa goes first, yes, I think the 49ers will take Josh Allen. And the, where do the Jets go at that point? I think the, you, the you still are think the 49ers will take down. Josh Allen, even though they got deep board? Yes. Um, even though their interior line. Why not? Is the, the best way to keep guys healthy is build a rotation. Because because they, they don't have their Quinn and Williams is so effective, and their defensive line is not set. I keep see the thing is that we keep forgetting here is Quinn and Williams is the best player in this. He, he is very well. I mean, look at look at how the Jets have drafted the last few drafts. They've taken the best player available in the draft. And they've fallen to them at six. Right. I, I think Quinn Williams is the best player in this draft. By far. Do you agree? Yeah, I would agree. He, All right. he to me, is, is he has the potential to be Aaron Donald-esque. Jesus I agree. fucking Christ. So here's, yeah, here's what I'm going to say. As Jet fans, are we going to be pissed if we end up with Quinn Williams? I, we shouldn't. But we will be. Yes. Because you know what it is as Jets fans, and it's a little different for Luke being a Steelers and a Yankees fan, um, me being a Mets and Jets fan. My whole life I've seen defense, right, whether it's the Mets with pitching. Back in 2006, the Mets had a great offensive team. This year it looks to be a good offensive team. But other than that, it's been all defensive-minded with pitching from baseball. And with the Jets back to the last time we were successful, Rex Ryan as our coach was all defense, right? Yeah. My mind is a little twisted where, like, I don't want these good defensive players. I want a splashy pick. As as a Method of Jets fan, I never get the splashy things. And I want it. I want Josh Allen because I feel like he could be a playmaker. I don't think Quinton Williams, I could see him being a perennial all-pro. But I do not think this guy is a playmaker. 
he has a really good interior pass rush. I agree, I mean, but I, take Josh Allen teams. can guard. He can rush the passer. He's a good guy. Not that Quinn Williams isn't. He can drop into coverage. He can drop into yeah. coverage, which is huge. It it allows the Jets to have a playmaker. Quinn Williams is not a playmaker. And if I'm the Jets, I want a playmaker or I'm going to trade down. Because I know I can get a playmaker later. Quinn Williams wouldn't... That doesn't fill a need. So if the Jets go Quinn and Williams third, in my opinion, we still have that pass rushing offensive line cornerback need, and we only have two other picks in the third round. I, you cannot draft Quinn and Williams with this third pick. You cannot do. It. You can't do. It. I think that the I mean the philosophy should be to draft the best available player um, because you never know what's going to happen. If I'm the Jets, do I think I, they need him? No. If I'm the Jets, I'm willing to take less. In an offer to trade down if Quinn Williams is the, is the only player there. Well, the to me, if if you're going to take the best available player, the best available pass rusher to me is Josh Allen. Right. So if he's, he's gone, there, if he's there, he's then gone. I'm saying he's gone. gone. I don't and think Bosa's the Jets. Gone. In in this hypothetical, Bosa won two. Allen won. Allen, Bosa won one. Allen won two. Jets are on the clock at three. What I'm doing is, even if I only get one second round pick, if I get to trade down like five to. Five spots, I do. It's not if it's not worth it. it clearly, the Jets haven't received any offers. Um, no, because they've already shown they're not afraid to make a trade before the draft. They're, they're not. They're not yeah. Um, clearly, they haven't received any offers that they were in love with. I think if we're going to see a trade, it's going to be during the draft after the first two picks. Unfold. I think they're going to see if Josh Allen is available. I think that's the pick. If he is not, they better trade down. If Bosa goes pick. one, you guys will have to get the phone going immediately. Because right. you, absolutely, yeah, because at that point your hand is forced, and let's be real, the Niners would probably take Allen. I see. I think that they might not. They have D Ford. They have. If they did not have D Ford, I'd say he's a lock. Well, either way, right. if the Cardinals are dumb enough to take Bosa, because according to our guest here, they're gonna fuck this up anyway. So regardless, I'm not surprised at that. Nor am I, but. The Niners, it's a win-win because they're either going to get Allen or they could go Quinn and Williams, put him next to Buckner, and fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and Quinn and Williams on your defensive yeah, line. Yeah, might Jesus. be in for an 18-sack year with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it's a chance. you got to remember, they have, the 49ers have good players at both outside pass rusher, outside linebacker, and interior defensive lineman. So neither one is an area of need. They are going to. T- that's why. And if that's the case, they might say the best player on the board is Quinn and Williams. Let's go hit. Yeah, but I would not. Be, the one thing that nobody's talked about the 49ers is why would maybe they trade out if Kyler Murray goes one, or if Kyler Murray doesn't go one. Maybe a team wants him. They could easily trade down. Why? Because they have both positions. Why not trade down to six or seven? You could probably still get Quinn and Williams there. Possibly. So if they're saying we want Quinn and Williams, why would they not trade down to pick? What if the Raiders want Kyler Murray? Oh, I would laugh my ass off. I mean, could you really? You're gonna. Pick I don't think that they don't. I think I think they want a quarterback, but think, I don't think that they want Kyler Murray. Well, would real. you put that past them? Would you Would you put that past a franchise like the Raiders or the Redskins to just make a stupid trade like that? I really wouldn't. 
Well, the thing is, I don't think John Gruden would make that trade because what other team is going to take a quarterback before him? Unless somebody's going to move up to the Jets at three. This but, is all on Mike Mayock. Yeah. yeah. Gruden handed I mean, over the reins to him. I don't. This is all him. He said, dude, this is all on you. Don't screw this up, were his exact words to him. I, so, I, unless John Gruden knows exactly who he wants at quarterback. Um, I mean, to be honest, a lot of the quarterbacks are probably going to fall uh, to 10, 12 is my guess. I, I could see the Jaguars taking one at seven. I'll tell you what um, right now, too. I, I, I'm not taking a quarterback if I need one in this draft. I'm waiting for next year. Fuck it. I'll, I'll play even worse. pool seemingly is much better. Right, and I'll play you. I'll get a higher pick this year. Fuck it. I'm not wasting a pick on one of these quarterbacks. Well, Drew Locke. Well, hold on. Speaking of the quarterbacks, in our guest's opinion, who is the best quarterback in this draft? Is it Haskins? I like Drew Locke. Okay. Do I? Um, to me, he's Matthew Stafford. Um, okay. Which, which I know that Matthew Stafford hasn't won anything. You're right. Um, however, I mean, he, he's got the talent to be Matthew Stafford-esque. Okay. Um, which I think a lot of teams will sign up for because they say, listen, if you can throw for me for, you know, 4,500 to 5,000 passing yards in a season, um, that means our team is probably doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, if you can put the team around him. I think that, uh, that Dwayne Haskins is not that good. I like Drew Locke the most. However, if I were to put Drew Locke in next year's quarterback class, he'd be last or second to last. Um, so then the other, I, hold on. The other question then, Haskins is obviously going to get drafted. Who do you think takes Haskins? I can see the Jaguars take Haskins. Um, I can see that too. I can see the Giants not go quarterback simply because they think that next year is going to be a better quarterback class. Which it is by far. Yeah. Well, I'll tell um, you what. Any, court, any GM that takes a quarterback this year should automatically be fired if it's in the first round. I, I unless you're Washington, wa- dude. Washington has fucking nobody. Washington could, might as well care. take Those up the the, the AAF scraps. They could put you in at quarterback and get the first overall pick next year and end up with a franchise quarterback. Ah, well, right now, who who do the Redskins still have? Josh Jackson. Yeah, you might as well ride it out with him then. I would. I would. At this yeah, point, you've nothing to lose. I'm sure I mean, that somebody's going to be cut during the during the right now with Josh Jackson. But if they want to take a quarterback, you know, a couple of years ago, what they do? They went RG three and Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins ended up being their guy. I would, would I take Will Greer in the third or fourth round if I'm the Redskins? Absolutely. Yeah, right. At that point, it's oh, low. Yeah, low I, risk, I, high I, reward. I wouldn't doubt if Will Greer was the best quarterback in this draft class. That's how little I think of this draft class. I mean, listen, Will Greer as a, as a third, fourth round pick for the right team could be dangerous. Sure, but that's how I would take a quarterback if I'm one of these teams. Now, I'd get a guy in the third round like Will Greer. I really love him. And, and see what he does. You have nothing to lose if he yeah. can't play. The problem is this, this draft class doesn't have the quarterbacks, so they're going to be at a premium. So that's only, the only reason why their stock is going to be so high. Yeah. Uh, if, if there was a better class – then, you know, yeah, sure, Drew Locke might go fourth or fifth out of the quarterbacks next year. Um, however, he's not. So it probably goes third or fourth um, and probably be in the late first round. Sure. Who, um, who do you think is the perfect fit for Drew Locke? I think the uh, – I mean, to be honest, I think that the Jags probably would I be disagree. a good fit. I disagree. The Jaguars with that defense, they need an Alex Smith. They need a game man. Nick Foles is perfect where he is right now. 
He's won he's won playoff games. He's won a Super Bowl. That team with a game manager is an AFC Championship game team. They did it with Blake Bortles. Yeah, they are a good football team. They need. I know Drew Lock, Drew Lock is much better than Blake Bortles. I mean, I think that Drew Lock is too pr- turnover prone. They they don't need the big plays. They need. I, I personally, I think Foles is a perfect fit there. I think Locke is the best fit in Denver. It's just the RPO. Elway, Elway loves those guys with the cannons for the arm. Yeah, but Elway also fucks up QBs. Look at Paxton Lynch. I, that's right. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Where is he right now? Dead. <laughs> the alliance doesn't exist, so Paxton Lynch is probably selling used cars somewhere around Memphis. All right. <laughs> um... You know, and I know the Jets recently just signed an AAF quarterback. Um, who the, who the Jets get? Uh, Perez? No, they signed um, or Garrett Gilbert, the person that uh, Christian Hackenberg lost his starting job to. Jeez. Oh, Zach Mettenberger? <laughs> no. <laughs> Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, Memphis <laughs> sucked, or or is it Johnny Manziel? Brandon Silvers. Brandon, Brandon Silvers. Yeah. He threw. Um, seven seven hundred and seventy-seven yards, four touchdowns, and one interception, and three starts. Jesus, that's um, man, for AAF ball. That's not terrible. Hey, listen, <laughs> I have one question: Are we buying Montez Sweat stats? I think they're slightly inflated. I agree. Um, do I think he's a good pass rusher? Yes. Out of the secondary pass rushers, who do you think is the best? The Brian Burns. Montez Sweat, Jak- uh, I like Jakai. Polite. I like Jakai. Um, polite, polite. Um, I know he's a little bit of a head case. Um, I actually have the Steelers taking him if he does fall to the third round. I take uh, that in the late second round. Um, I could see him going to Baltimore too if we pass. Yeah, he. Um, I know he's got some character issues. Um, Doesn't every more- kid coming out of Florida? Yeah. What about Rashawn Perry? Where do we stand with him? He he's a solid edge rusher. Um, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't put him anywhere near. So uh, Josh Allen. Let's just count all my. We have Rashawn Gary. We have Montez Sweat. We have Brian Burns. That's three pass rushers. I like Brian Bl- Burns. He he's uh, long though, and he sometimes Clare, looks awkward. Clarence Farrell. That's four. Yeah. Uh, polite is five. Let's see if I'm uh, – Jalen Ferguson on Louisiana Tech is another first run on talent, and that is six. So we have six now here. Uh, let me just see if I'm missing anybody. I do not think I am. Uh, no, I'm not. So out of those six, rank them for us. Um, probably uh, Rashawn Gary, then um, Colin Farrell, and Brian Burns. All right. Yeah, th- those would be my top three of those guys. Brian Burns, again, he looks a little awkward to me. Um, I agree. However, you know, he's lanky. He can get to the quarterback. He's shown it at Florida State. Um, you know, and their team wasn't that great this year. So, you know, if you can shine on a team that's not great uh, as an edge rusher, especially when teams are playing with the lead, it's going to be, you know, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gary – to me, of those are, is the most talented, and he probably should go seven to ten. Um, I, I think Montez Sweat's going to go that early as well. I mean, a lot of people have the Lions taking him. Um, I, I think Rashawn Gary's a better player. 
I do too. Luke? Yeah, I, 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 see no, I see no holes in that logic. So, all right. Well, listen, let's wrap this up here. All right, yeah, let's do that. Um, thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Bleacher Creatures podcast. To give you guys a heads up, on Thursday we're going to be live streaming, uh, myself and John, um, you know, our live reactions to the draft as it happens. Um, stick in for that. I'll be linking that everywhere through the Bleacher Creatures page, through Joneser for Sports Media, um, pretty much anywhere I can put it. Um, so please tune into that. And if you haven't already done so, go to anywhere social media lives, go follow Jones for Sports, go follow the Bleacher Creatures podcast, and we will keep pumping out the content for you guys. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the draft.